Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to Off the Bench for another week. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you, taking you through everything that's happened in the world of sport in the last seven days. Hello, Hayes. Good day, Beaver. Great to be with you and all the listeners out there. Hope you're having a great weekend and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers tomorrow. Hopefully you what get the you chance doing? to see your mum. What are you doing? Do you get to see mum on Mother's Day? Probably not if she's up in uh, up the country. Interstate borders are still in place, Ooh. so don't get that chance to go and see mum. But if you're listening, happy Mother's Day. But of course, my kids have their own mother, my wife, that we're going to spend the day. Nice breakfast, I would imagine. Yeah. Then maybe C- go see the mother-in-law. Cooked by yours truly? Well, I might get the kids out there might doing it. Bacon out, and yeah. eggs, just as per normal. Not the pancakes, nothing like that? They like pancakes. Doesn't uh, agree with my waistline, unfortunately, the pancakes. So we <laughs> Steer clear of the pancakes too often. Steer clear of the pancakes. That is the advice from Paul Hazelby. Let's get into this to start the show. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Don't dig yourself into a whole lodge. A free dial before you dig inquiry. So much has been going on in the world of sport this week, Hayes. I wanted to kick off with the new ball myself this week because this is a conversation you and I had early in the week. We disagree on it, but I need to double down on it. The AFL have been made to look inadequate this week. Super inadequate. And here's the reason. Never in my life have I looked at the NRL with such envy. But they have a season. They have a start date. They have players who have agreed under the new circumstances to which they're going to play. And they have someone running the show, Pete Volandis, who goes, this is the direction we're going. Let's do it. The AFL, are we doing a hub? Are we not doing a hub? Who's training? We're not training. The Crows were caught training when they shouldn't have been training, but we thought they maybe they had an exemption for training. Uh, these people have been partying, but they actually said that the bloke who lived there was social distancing, but the other three blokes... It, we look like an amateur sporting code right now. And I understand that there are things that the NRL doesn't have to deal with that we do, such as more state borders. But I'm telling you, we can't even figure out what the Eagles and Dockers are doing at the moment, and they were able to get the Warriors over from New Zealand and find them a base. The AFL has looked for the last two weeks inadequate, and I'm upset. I'm taking a dig at them. Get it together. You need strong leadership. I don't care what the situation in eight weeks is going to be. Hopefully it's not worse, but you need to go, this is what we're doing. Players, if you want to get paid, this is how we will be running a season. Get it done. If you don't want to participate, that is your decision. I like it. I'm not even going to retaliate because no? that was strong. A dig's all about passion. I felt it. I don't really agree with all of that. There's certainly elements of it I do agree with. The clear difference between the AFL and the NRL. The NRL have no choice. They have no money. They have to get the game back quicker. I think the AFL are in a better position with their clubs. They've reduced cost a little bit better than the NRL. I think they can take their time to make sure it's fair, equitable, and they save as much money in the process. I feel like the AFL, though, have mortgaged the only mortgageable asset they have in Marvel Stadium, which they could have had for next to nothing however many years from now. They chose to make that decision. Um, I also look at it and go... You're looking at, we don't want to move 16 teams to WA to get a season going because that'll cost us $30 million instead of $10 million. But the broadcast rights is worth 400 let's say, round figures, even if it drops to 300 So you're saying, I'm not spending 30 to make 300 And if we have to put it back a month and you don't have to spend that $40 million, is that a stroke of genius? It's dumb luck. Dumb luck. Dumb luck. 
A lot of moving parts. I'm going to have a dig at the Adelaide Crows for their actions throughout the week, of course. Not just the Crows, also the South Australian government for special exemption that was given to the players. Now, here in Western Australia, and the same applies for South Australia, if you come in from another state or overseas, you isolate by yourself in your room for 14 days. We've had people in hotel rooms. We've had security cards checking up and police checking up. For some reason, the Adelaide Crows were able to go to the Barossa Valley and stay in a hotel hotel and then of course from there they've gone out they've trained together and they were dumb to train in a group of 16 and that was the feedback that a lot of the other golfers that were on the course that they noticed that they were training together but they shouldn't have been put in that position whatsoever they should be quarantined in their room like everybody else no different rules for elite athletes i agree with that but i'm just going to take one little dig here to finish this segment what does that tell you if the NRL can get their teams together and train in a group quarantine environment, but the AFL can't? Different rules in South Australia than is the case over there in New South Wales. This is Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Still fired up from my dig, Hayes. Think you're wrong, but we'll move on. This is Off the Bench, Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby. With you, there's been a lot of talk during the week. We've had everybody from parliamentarians, um, people who are officially involved within the AFL industry, whether that's through clubs uh, or other organisations. The the concept of equality, and this came about really when uh, the Premier, Mark McGowan, said we wouldn't be opening our borders or waiving our two-week quarantine restrictions for interstate travellers should teams wish to travel here to compete in AFL games. And then likewise, when the Eagles and Dockers, if they were to come back from interstate, it raised the question, what is equal, what is fair under the current system and under the current circumstances, but also what would the ideal fair, quote-unquote, AFL competition look like? Because it's been a a bugbear of people in West Australia for a long time, ever since the Eagles came in, that it is still the VFL haze. Okay, I've got a few measures that I want to go by. The first one is the grand final. That that is unfair, but I'm a realist. It's in place. There's a new contract that's been signed. It will be played till the year 2057 at the MCG. I accept that, and I think uh, going to Melbourne, playing at the MCG, it's the mecca of footy. There's so many great memories. I actually don't mind that. So that's not going to change. But having said that, it does benefit the Victorian teams. We know the home ground advantage certainly exists. I've always been a believer that home ground probably accounts for four or five goals on any given day. So how can we equalise that back the other way? Do we look at giving extra salary cap to all the non-Victorian teams for that fact? It might only have been $200,000 over the top, but it gives you something to try and equal that measure. And what about this, Beaver? A state-based academy pick. So we know there's academy picks right now where clubs have a certain region, normally a remote part of the country, that if they develop the players, they basically get free access to that player. What about each of the non-Victorian teams get one pick from their state? So, obviously, if there's a great player down at East Romandle, the Dockers get access to that player. They still have to give up all the points that they normally would with the academy bidding system. I think that's another equalisation measure. Interesting. I, I'm a firm believer in the disadvantage doesn't come from necessarily a salary cap point of view. I think there's enough homegrown talent in WA who want to play in WA. Likewise, a lot of Victorian players who get drafted elsewhere want to go back to Victoria. I think that works both ways and it swings in roundabouts. As for the academy play, I, I don't think the talent at the clubs is where the inequality lies at this stage. I think it's got to do with fixturing. I'm okay, like you said, with the game and the grand final 
being played at the MCG. Because I think that to this day, there's still a lot of players interstate who's like, that's where I want to win it. I don't want to win it at the Gabba or at Optus Stadium or at the Adelaide Oval. I want to go and beat Victoria or whoever that other team is in their environment and prove that you're the best. I don't have a problem with that. My biggest bugbear that I have is with the fixture, and I'll tell you why after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday, taking on the world's problems. How do we fix the concept of equality in the AFL? It's been a hot talking point, particularly in Western Australia this week. I floated the fixturing is the biggest issue before the break, Hazen. There's a simple solution to it. I don't know if it's simple ground availability-wise, but it's simple. You scrap the preseason, everyone plays each other twice, you then go into finals. The way that it's done right now, the the concept of you break the, the league up into groups of six, so three groups of six, a top tier, middle tier, bottom tier from the previous season, and that dictates who you play twice within a season, is fair only in the sense that every team knows how the system is done. It's not fair for travel. It's not fair for and even necessarily the quality of the teams that you're doing. You're telling us with champion data and all these ranking systems that we have out there, you can't tell that a team is probably going to drop off because the majority of their list is old or potentially a team is going to rise up because the majority of their list is young and still developing. I think there's ways to do it. I don't think that getting rid of teams is the answer. I don't think that we even necessarily need to move teams out of Victoria. I think Victoria as a hub, as I said, is where people want to go and people interstate take pride of being able to beat Victorian teams in Victoria, especially in big games and finals at the MCG. But I do think there are other measures that we could go about without looking into salary caps, without looking into academy prospects, because I don't think the talent pool is the problem. The fixturing for me is the biggest issue. I'd probably like to add extra teams in time over the next 10 years. Add three more teams, takes you to 21, and there's your 20 games. Each play each other once, and then, of course, the next year, the following year, you reverse where those fixtures were played. That would make it semi-fair. What about these ones? I think these are must-haves going forward. No less than six-day breaks for our travelling states. So five-day break, just not on the cards, cannot happen. No more than one game per year off-Broadway. Now, I'm talking about off-Broadway being places like Bendigo, Ballarat, Tasmania, Darwin, Northern... I mean, Alice Springs, even Geelong as well. One per club where you have to fly in to the main centre and then travel again. I don't think that's very fair. And I think each Victorian to travel out of the state... Victorian team, the same amount of times. Now, if that equates to three or four times each, I think that should be consistent across all the teams in the competition. Having said that, there are arrangements with teams like Hawthorne and North Melbourne where they go to Tasmania more because they've financially sold some of those games to help their bottom lines. And this is the other thing. Do we get to a point where we go clubs, no matter how much they're in financial strain, aren't allowed to sell those games? Because you've seen the Bulldogs go to Ballarat. You've seen Port Adelaide and the Gold Coast and St Kilda go to China. As you said, we've seen North Melbourne and Hawthorne go to Tasmania. A club like Hawthorne, maybe when they made that deal before they won three flags in a row, probably, yeah, needed the money, and that's fair enough. And I think the AFL looks at it and goes, if somebody else is going to pay that money, we're happy. That means it's money in our back pocket. But at what point do you look at the integrity of the competition and go, if you've got clubs who are selling three, four games, let's say, and they're all home games, they're not selling away games. If you're selling 30% of your home games for money, is that actually holding up the integrity of the competition? Because I can't see a way that it is. Easy to say it, but you want to get growth and you want to get games played in those markets. So take Tasmania right now. If you stop the games going there, you basically lose Tasmania. The easy fix is to get a Tasmanian team, and it goes back to my suggestion about adding extra teams to the competition. Do you want a team in Ballarat? Well, put a team in Ballarat and base them there. That will grow the supporter base there, and then there is not that requirement for those teams to sell their fixtures. 
China's a little bit different. It's a, a monetary decision that's been made, you know, with a 10-year focus, I guess, in mind. And it was working. There was extra money coming in. It's going to be put on hold. I think it's going to be cancelled now altogether. But even places like New Zealand have been explored as well. I think you've still got to try and grow the game in different markets because we don't know where we're going to be in 20 years. Absolutely true. This is Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hayes will be speaking a lot of sense if we do say so ourselves, but a couple of people on the other side who haven't been speaking sense off the record coming up. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, Off the Record time. Off the Record throwback time. Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. This is pre-recorded, by the way. Fellow Aussie Thanasi, Thanasi Kokonakis. Off the record for Choices Flooring. The floors for living sale is on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. Uh, yes, off the record. Plenty still to come. Now, I want to start off the record with this. This isn't a funny, but this is a little taste of what's to come over the next couple of minutes. I feel like you'd know that. Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Wayne's World. Now, why am I playing the theme from Wayne's World? Well, it's because... And you're not immune to this, and I'll get to this in a moment, but I want to touch on uh, our fallen comrade, Carl Langdon, who's not feeling too well today, so we hope you get better, Carl, but uh, not his finest moment during the week. Mark LaCraft for fishing and camping. David Short with a tab touch. Odds, 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 odds. <laughs> David Short from Tad Touch. David Short from Tad Touch with an odds update. And James Borges from Greyhounds usually WA. Usually Carlos, a very polished media performer, but just couldn't get the words out. Now, Wayne's World. Back to Wayne's World. This is what I said. So a lot of people call our show during the week, Hayes, and uh, get people's names wrong, the host's names wrong. I don't know how it happens. Every day. This is, for example, off the bench, Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby every time we come back from a break. But sometimes people's names get lost in the shuffle. Now, Kane Corns was one of them. Long and speak to Mick. Hello, Mick. Yeah, good day, Wayne. How are you? Good <laughs> Wayne. Look, Wayne. Good uh, Wayne. Oh. And he doubles down on it. He's well. doing that, that on purpose. That's the best though, thing he? that I love. Let's listen to this because not only does he say Wayne, but he doubles down on Long it. Long and speak to Mick. Hello, Mick. Yeah, good day, Wayne. How are you? <clears throat> good. Look, Wayne. Uh, oh. <laughs> Doubles down on it. Got to be afraid to double down on it now. Dwayne's world. This is the vice. This is a program over in the east. Dwayne Russell. There's a good reason that people say Wayne instead. There's a, a slight letter there, a slight tone, but this is a list of all the things that Dwayne Russell has been called over this week alone. Welcome to you, Cam. G'day, Wayne. How you going? Good, thanks. Talk about the same kind of stuff. Welcome to you, Steve. G'day, Dwayne. How you going? Good, thanks. <laughs> I reckon, uh... Brian in Chelsea Heights has been waiting a while. Welcome to you, Brian. Oh, hi, Craig. Uh, <laughs> Brian and Chelsea Heights. Welcome to you, Brian. Uh, hi, Wayne. Uh, yeah, I'm showing me Wayne, age, but... Wayne, Craig. Is, a is few that in one there. week or That's not? a few in there. My understanding is that is one week. So Dwayne's had a rough week, or should we say Wayne? Maybe one or the other. But this has to take the cake. Some people call into our show, Hayes, and they'll say, Hi, Carl, and they'll just leave your name off. Some of them rather admirably try and give you a name. Most of the time they get it right, or sometimes they pause and wait for you to jump in and say, hi, my name's Paul. Nice to nice to talk to you. But uh, Dwayne, he had a rough week because it's it's bad when you're getting Wayne and Craig, but check this out. Sharon and Lily, though, welcome to you, Sharon. Hello, how are you, Tony? Good, thanks. Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. So not only do you get Wayne, Dwayne, Craig, I don't know how you get Tony out of that. So some people just, if you're going to call into Talkback Radio... Just get the name right. It's not that usually it's in the name of the show, Dwayne's World. Hey, it's not I'm too doing difficult. pretty good. You are when, doing pretty well. I don't think there's been too many times where people have 
rang in and they've said, good day, Carl, and um, um, no, I've had the other guy. No, you've had the other guy, yeah. yeah. 100%. That's I've, a good name for you, I've been working at three years at that stage on the program, and yeah. I still get the other guy. No, that's a good name for you, actually, the other guy, Paul Hazelby. This is Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby. That is another edition of Off the Bench, and that was off the record. Thanks to Choices Flooring, the Floors for Living Sale is on now. Hayes, enjoy the weekend. Happy to treat your wife to Mother's Day on behalf of the kids. Are they old enough to legitimately cook themselves, or is that needing uh, Dad to, to supervise the uh, the frying pan for the pancakes. I'll tell you next week. <laughs> Let us know. This is Off the Bench. Enjoy your weekend and happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there for tomorrow. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.